Hello and vroom vroom, dear listener. This is your host, Connor McCabe, here to preview, and some might even say introduce, a very special preview of a Call Me By Your Game co-op episode uh, here on the the feed that you get all the episodes on. Uh, if you're familiar with the show, you might know that I don't just host these weekly episodes where I sit down with one person and hear from them about a meaningful game from their past and when that was and all the fun, nostalgic, warm, and fuzzy details that come with it. I also do a monthly version of this show where I sit down with a panel of people and we, in a book club style format, talk about a meaningful game to us. We sometimes talk about games that have just come out that have had an immediate impact on us. We talk about all sorts of stuff. And these are the Call Me By Your Game co-op episodes. The full episodes live on our Patreon over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. So if you're tuning in for this and you end up liking what you hear on the preview or and you're, you know, curious about what other episodes lie in waiting for you to listen to, it's not just the co-op series, but it's our games club that's going on year-round. We've t- covered the Metal Gear Solid series. We're going through the Donkey Kong series right now. Uh, and so much more that lives there uh, on the $10 DJ Toad tier at our Patreon. Uh, but this episode, uh, we have been in the Mario Kart spirit here on the network, and I decided that it was it was time to cover a Mario Kart episode. And I there's very few other ones that I would have considered would have been a better fit then Mario Kart Double Dash for the Nintendo GameCube. One of the greatest consoles that ever was, one of the freakiest consoles that ever was, and possibly the greatest Mario Kart game ever made. You'll have to listen to the full thing to hear how we all feel uh, about it and, and the details and what really make this game special. But for now, enjoy the preview. If that's all you want, then great. I think you're going to even like the little 30 minutes or so that we have for you here. So on this preview, you're going to hear myself, Connor McCabe, producer of the show, Jeremy Schmidt, uh, July Diaz, famous on the network of Inside Video Games, classic, and of course, Adrian Holmes, our dear friend from Super Gamer Boys podcast, which you can also catch anywhere you get your shows. Anyway, I think you're going to like it. And again, just as a reminder, if you really enjoy what you hear and you want to consider supporting us and getting a lot more content like this and much more, we're over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. We also have a $5 tier, but the $10 tier is where these co-op episodes live. Anyway, enjoy this preview discussing Mario Kart Double Dash. Enjoy the fun and uh, don't forget to hold A as uh, halfway through that two popping up so you get a nice boost. All right, enjoy. that by the end of this show you know in an hour and a half we've all spiraled and are screaming at each other <laughs> you know which is kind of what happens half the time you play mario kart you know when that blue shell comes in at the end and you've been yeah. 
cruising the whole race, not even getting touched by anyone. Can we talk about the blue shell a little bit? We'll hold off, um, but at some point we'll get there. Um, I want to hear from everybody. Uh, probably, you know, we can maybe get a truncated version from July and Jeremy because we've been talking so much about our histories with Mario Kart. But I want to hear uh, people's history in general um, and maybe save most of the Double Dash talk for the main event. But if you want to sprinkle it in, go ahead and uh, paint that canvas for us. Uh, Adrian, uh, what's your history with the Mario Kart series? Uh, I am a Mario Kart veteran. I've played everyone that's come out and I'm playing eight to this day. So that's a little bit of a a little truncate. Thank you for your service, by the way, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as a Mario Kart veteran. Yes, Um, I've I've been on many a tour and not like the mobile game. (laughs) Very good. Have you you played it? Because I did download it. I hate it. And I've not started it. What's the gripe with it? Because I've heard from other people, but I want to hear from you. The biggest thing for me is the gotcha. I'm not crazy Mm. about that. Yeah. Um, I... Do think for a mobile game, the controls are pretty innovative for mm-hmm. what they had to work with, but that like took all the wind out of my sails with play basically paying a lottery to get characters and it's basically skins of other characters that you yeah. are almost paying. <laughs> to unlock which is wild mm. to me i don't know i'm just not a fan shame on them you know that's why out of principle even though i hadn't played it i did rank it as my number 10 out of 10 uh mario kart games uh i even put home circuit over that and that is something that requires uh an expensive purchase of plastic toys which and, i did yeah and and you know what that's that's your number two right overall Oh yes, of course. Home I, is, I actually is... would like to hear from you, Adrian, since we got we got our top tens. What's do you know your top five? Like could you in a GIF make a top five Mario Kart counting down from five to one? Uh let's see. I guess number five would have to be Super Circuit. Ooh. Oh. GBA. It's pretty high for uh, July too. Number mm. four for would be sixty four. Ooh. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. Number three would be DS. All Whoa. right. Wow. Number two. Yeah, I think number two would be eight. Yeah. Oh. And then number one is Double Dash. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if wow. you just right. reverse those, then you got my my list. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, thank you for on the fly, on the spot. I mean, what yeah, can't this man do? That was good. You can't dodge a blue shell unless. What you, can't I do? You, I can't play tour. Can't do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, July, uh, give us a little breakdown of your history with the Mario Kart series. Maybe okay, a truncated maybe version yeah. of it. Sure. Is, uh, never owned the game, only played it at friends' places, always had lots of fun. The entire series? With the multiplayer. Um, no, just Double Dash. Well, what's your uh, history with the entire series? That's what I'd like to hear. Yeah. Um, okay. What was so your I entry have... point? Uh, you know, stuff My like entry that. point, entry point. Okay, yeah. so it 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 goes back to a year, nineteen ninety three. Oh, okay, <clears throat> I was in college. Oh wow! Whoa! This is throwing my timeline way <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I was doing a lot of protesting. Right. Doing a lot of psychedelics. Oh, <laughs> living the life. You see Santa <laughs> Cruz. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the first game I played was probably Super Mario Kart, mm. but at that point it was so early in my 
you know, playing games uh, that I didn't fully know it was like in the Mario Kart series. I thought it was just like, I think because I played it in that ex- that collection of uh, Mario games on the Super Nintendo. You know what I'm talking about? It's uh, It has Mario Lost Levels on it. Oh, I don't know if this is a part of that. Is yeah, that's what I I think I oh you thought m- yeah I mixed those together at the yes. time so I always thought it was maybe like a mini game or something okay gotcha. it wasn't until years later that I played that again and I remembered playing through it but so I think ultimately uh, on how my memory works it was probably sixty four was my first entry point mm. into the series. And, um, yeah, just never looked back from them. But I want to talk about um, sort of my issues with Mario Kart uh, Tour as well. Hey, here's here's your time right now. Let's okay. hear it. So my issue with that game is uh, whenever I play it, I keep getting all these pop-up messages. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, from like from like different email services that I've never subscribed to. This is in-app. Yeah, it's like I play it on my phone, and I just keep getting these pop-up messages. I think you're playing a different wait, wait, Mario Kart. Wait, yeah, what do, you, what do these messages say? Yeah, give us give us some details here. What's this stuff like, call me back? <laughs> this is your Where mom. are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are you? You have, yeah. Are you hungry? You haven't come out in days. July, I think you're just getting... People are texting you as you're playing the game, and it's the, the notifications is popping up. That's a setting. But it only happens when I play that game. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, I can't Which I play all that. day long. Um, well, hey, I, you know what? That does sound like an issue. Um, mm-hmm. Jeremy Schmidt, what's your history like with the series, maybe starting with your entry point? Entry point was all the way back to the good old Super Nintendo with that Super mm. Mario Kart. Still Ooh, hold it in high esteem. Also in college when you played it. I was in college in 1993. I was protesting. I was doing psychedelics. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, oh, wait, I think I, I knew you back then. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. UC uh, Santa Cruz, right? That's yeah. right. I was teaching, though, at the time. I was uh, an <laughs> English professor. Yes, because yeah. you're way older than me. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was my entry point. Definitely have always loved the series. I uh, played Double Dash when it w- first came out on the GameCube. It was a rental, though, for my family. Mm. It, we never ended up buying this one. And uh, oh, Remember when you would go into the store and just rent video games? Do you games? remember, like, the brick-and-mortar feeling of just walking in and... and seeing so what's there. Cool. Seeing what's yeah. there. And there's so much hope. And maybe a new game was going to be... You didn't know, you know? Yeah. Like, will this weekend taken. change my life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Answer will is this, will this weekend change? My if you life, get yeah. Glover, your life will be changed. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I remember picking up a copy of Double Dash and then a copy of Armageddon on DVD. And what a weekend! Take, oh it. yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and as for me, I don't, I can't pinpoint my exact entry point. I'm sure I played the Super Nintendo one at, at some point. Uh. I guess that's Super Mario Kart. Um, I think the one I first had a lot of time with was the one on the N64 at a, a place I went to childcare briefly when I was like 10. They had an N64. Also played a lot of NFL Blitz over there. Um, but then uh, after that, I I barely played Double Dash at all. 
uh, it was a game that I do have like a specific memory being at like a neighbor, my best friend's neighbor's house that they were close with. And they had a GameCube. And I think we were going four player Mario Kart. And I remember because we were on the Daisy Cruiser, which is like one of my favorite stages. And I just remember that. Uh, but I've played most of the series. I finally just got Mario Kart 7 as Jeremy and I both bought it yeah. on pod on our ranking episode for like 15 bucks each. Um, <laughs> and so now I've finally played with that one, all of them. And my favorite is the DS version. Um, but this one is pretty special as well to me. Uh, they're all a lot of fun, if I'm being honest. Um, but And then lastly, Adrian, I don't think we got to hear, you know... I sort of was just asking about the general series, but anything you want to say about, you know, you getting into Double Dash or like your experience with it? Uh, So I got Double Dash or I didn't get it on launch day because it was pretty much sold out everywhere. Whoa. I was trying to find it. Um, And it took me maybe about. I'll say maybe a week and I got the one, you know, the one that has the, the two discs in it where it has the the demo for um, Twin Snakes. I got mm. that one. That was one Whoa. of the launch runs one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then took it home. I honestly could not tell you how many hours I put into it. Um, I st- and I still play it to this day. So, oh, same an same classic uh, for me. Same copy. Yep. Oh man! Oh, and you got that Twin Snakes demo as well. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, now, Connor, uh, yes. before we move forward, um, I know you said that you didn't play very much Double Dash going back. Yes. Uh, I would just like to ask, have you ever been to a McDonald's uh, during oh. the year 2003 to probably mm-hmm. about 2000 and uh, they don't update stuff. So about 13. The, you know what? I <laughs> There was I, a GameCube in every McDonald's that had nothing but Double Dash mm-hmm. running on it. We should do a whole episode on like McDonald's gaming uh, because <laughs> yeah. I also played like Kirby 64 at a McDonald's play place. Mm-hmm. We, should, we should rank the food too at McDonald's. Oh, <laughs> we should also eat on Mike. We should start a podcast uh, about like fast food joints. and That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I don't think good. I've heard anything like that. No, we could call it um, uh, Food Boys. I like that. That's that's good, and I'm sort of a heat seeker, and um, <laughs> no peeking. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, oh my gosh, I do have memories of playing this a little bit at a McDonald's, and of course the joysticks like had all the rubber just like torn off, and all they were the basically... Gone. There was bite marks in it. There <laughs> yes. All the way gone. <laughs> oh man, those things were gnarly, but yes. And then, well, I guess the majority of my experience with this game has been this year. Um, I've talked about it on the pod as well. Um, but I, when speaking of twin snakes, when I was borrowing Jeremy's Wii earlier this year in order to play Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes to host the Metal Gear Solid Games Club episode, which is also at this $10 DJ Toad tier. Thanks again, patrons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I played that game, but once I finished Twin Snakes, I just kept it for a month and Double Dash, I really got into it and it was so much fun. And then this year as well, uh, in June, um, while my, my girlfriend was home in Florida, she FaceTimes me one day and just shows me like 12 discs GameCube games that they had at her parents' place. And one of – she they happen to have two Mario Kart Double Dash discs, a game we had already talked about a bunch. And when she gets back from said trip, 
What does she bring back? A copy of Mario Kart Double Dash for us to oh play. Oh my gosh. So I've been playing this with her. I've played it solo. My old roommate, uh, Stephen Loomis, has come over a few times. And man, this game is about as fun as Mario Kart gets, I think. Um, Did you expect it to be as hard as it turned out to be? <laughs> it's a difficult one. I But I feel yeah. like I actually adjusted to, to it easier. Here's why uh, I think I was okay with that adjustment was... I actually think the N64 version's harder. Oh, and I, I think that's it, wild. I actually hate how... I love that game. I hate how it controls. I hate how slippery it is. We talked about this on the ranking yeah. episode. <laughs> but everyone's so... That yeah, game for is, the listeners that you don't know, Connor <laughs> plays with the N64 controller by using its mouth. Yeah. Right, so, right. And mm-hmm. I don't see what the problem there is. It's it, it, it works for me, hey, okay? you do you. Yeah. Hey, I'm sort of using my upper lip to like use the control mm-hmm. stick and... And pressing go with my tongue, it's it's pretty disgusting. Um, I, th- I think this game is it's probably number one for me. I have I, I, but, <laughs> there we go. But this but, game? Well, yeah. I mean, number eight's number one, but uh, okay. Double Dash it could easily be it too. It's I, number one in your heart. But here's what mm-hmm. I'll say about it though. Like, and I don't know if we're getting into it, but on the difficulty spectrum. I think this is the hardest Mario Kart game by far, Ooh, by yeah. a, by a, a lot, and like. I'm pretty good at Mario Kart games, right? I it took me days to get the special cup. Yeah. Like, yes. You know what I mean? Like it took yeah. me uh hitting that last uh circuit over and over and over and over again like I was like training for some marathon or something. <laughs> it was it was uh it is it is it is a tough tough Mario Kart. I still think it's great, but man, I I it is hard. I um, I find it to be very hard. Yeah, I, it's, it it is, it's it definitely challenging is what I felt mm-hmm. like, and it's kind of had a similar experience, Jeremy, where I was playing this puppy for like, not, you know, every day, but like a mm-hmm. couple times a week and was just yeah. like, I was like, is there a special cup or is there yeah, just right. three in this game? Because I can't <laughs> seem to make it appear. Yeah. Um, before we get into too much of the, uh, the, the, the details and the stuff we all want to share, um, I just want to give a brief overview of of what this game is and a couple things that make it stand out and that it brought to the series. Um, even though, in all likelihood, most people listening to this are familiar. Um, so, fellas, I'm basically going to do what I do on the regular show. I'm going to uh, read a brief Wikipedia entry, and then we can just maybe uh, uh, pedal out from there uh, and... and uh, that's a little improv reference, and we can uh, we can all add if you got, if I like skip something that you think is important, jump in. You you know how this goes. But I'm just gonna start monologuing. Uh, so July, if you want to interrupt in like eight seconds, that would be perfect. Yeah. yeah. And Mario Kart. Interrupt. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh, I'm sorry, it, I, mi- I missed your intro for that. <laughs> You, I can't believe how good you are at what you do. Like you, you it's didn't a even skill. He, you didn't even hear what I said, and you still gave me what I wanted. Um, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Mario Kart Double Dash is a 2003 kart racing video game developed by a Nintendo EAD, that's Nintendo Entertainment Analysis and Development, and published by Nintendo for the GameCube. So this is, you know, this is the Mario Kart entry on the GameCube. This is, let's see, there before it came Super Mario Kart. Mario Kart 64, and then Super Circuit. So this would make this one, I believe, the fourth entry in the series, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, was then it was followed by DS, which uh, came out for the DS in 2005. 
Uh, it's the first game in the series. You, you might think of this one as the second 3D Mario Kart, but I would actually argue that, and so would this article, I guess, that this is the first <laughs> not only 3D Mario Kart, but I really believe that – this is just me editorializing. I think this game uh, modernized the series and is – from this mm. point is what I'm familiar with and how the, the games operate. Um any any thoughts on that? Do you guys do you have any comments on the on the this move to act actually three D polygonal graphics or or what it brought to the series? Just as we go through, I mean, sixty four had some polygonal elements, so I don't know. Are they talking about fully three D when they when they? I believe that? so because in sixty four there were like uh, the stages it, were polygonal. Yeah, the, the environments. Are, yeah, it's just the characters were sprites, right? And, and yeah. the uh, the items too were just yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah kind of like the way Donkey Kong Country was able to function. They were just doing that for Mario Kart sixty four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but uh, similar to the previous titles, Double Dash challenges Mario series player characters to race against each other in Mario themed tracks. Um, as we're getting into some of the gameplay stuff that it introduced, this this game is. More, I mean, the, it's a specialty. What makes it unique is in the title, Double Dash. This is the Mario Kart, the only one where you have two players, two characters on your kart at the same time. And it's something that I, I'll talk to people who don't really play video games that much or casually play it like Mario Kart now at a friend's house. And I I don't know someone who doesn't like this uh, this, I guess, feature of the game. Like, They're out there. We there. <laughs> the the silent uh, majority. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they 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 don't care that much. They just know they don't like it. Um. Uh. But yeah, known as this this is what this game is known for, and something that just grows on me every time I play it. You can switch which character you are uh, using at any time. This is also the first Mario Kart to introduce the ability to even choose different carts. Uh, before this, you you were always stuck with what just whatever character you chose. You got a very standard looking cart. Um, this game, it, with the addition of the double dash nature of it, also is the first game where you can actually have two items in your inventory at the same time, um, and even get and not just from like hitting a second block when you're holding an item, but uh, if you run into one of those double item blocks which are just so tempting as you go in this game, right? I mean, that's like that's like the road the road runner uh, making one of those fake walls. Mm-hmm. I would just run right through it if I oh, saw yeah. these double boxes. <laughs> um this uh this game uh is the only Mario Kart in the series to allow cooperative gameplay so far. So not only would you be able to control two characters, but you and a friend could team up and control two characters, which I think does adjust the gameplay slightly. Um, can anyone speak on that? Like, are you, is there any additional controlling or anything that gets unique playing with two players or are you just using items and it's one person just driving? You, I've never done it. I really? Have no idea. Yeah. Okay. So when you play two players, you have to coordinate when you switch because you both have to press uh, Z at the same time. No mm. way. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. That's you have to cool. coordinate that, and then when you drift, you both have to lean into it in order to get the uh, the sparks what to go. The... So oh, you have no to, way. yeah. So you have to pretty much like share a brain. You have to be locked in when you do 
a two player kart race. That oh, was what cool. was so cool about it. It's, so it's it, like it made you work as a team, even though the person on the back wasn't driving. You still had to be eagle eye on the race because you had to kind of feel it. Like you, yeah. you can't. You have to send a, a signal in a sense to know when to switch and know when to hit the cur- the the corner just right. It took a lot of practice too. But when you wow. when you do it and when you guys are both in sync and you're hitting your corners and you're switching off when you need to, it there is not a Mario Kart yet that has that kind of that feeling that it gives you when you do that. This has more overcooked DNA in it than I would have guessed. A lot of <laughs> yeah. coordination going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, man, it sounds like uh, just a two two teammates just really in sync. Yep. Um, I was going to make a sports reference, but my brain is just really not functioning super well today. So it, it wasn't quite there for me. Yeah. Um, uh, Adrian, uh, since you got to, you know, use this mode and play with somebody else, I'd love to know, like, who are you playing with? Um, and was there any, like, difficulty curve into getting in sync? Because it uh, sounds like a bit of a challenge. It's it, I mostly did it with my brother um, back then. It... There is a difficulty because you're you're both. It's not learning how to play the game because you have that basic Mario Kart skill set. It's practicing on the tracks and knowing okay, if we're gonna play together, we're gonna start to lean here for the drift. Or oh, you know, you gotta yeah. watch my item because as soon as I use it, maybe we'll establish like okay, we got a two second window after I do my item, then we'll switch. You know, that yes. way you know in your brain when you see me throw it count to two and then we'll switch off and you use yours so it it was different kind of strategies really that you had to develop versus learning to play the game or control the game oh that's so cool that's so by the way guys i I got my sports reference it came to me Uh oh you're like uh two figure skaters like in tandem (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's what it's like i was because as as adrian was recounting that experience I was like, oh, this is like we're hearing like it's like the montage of where the team gets good together. Like they start yeah. to work together. You know, right. at first in the montage, they're like, well, we're messing up. We're messing up. We, we're right. not in sync. And then you hit and that then, first trick. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. you got to be like Justin Timberlake circa 1999. Yeah. In sync. You know? There you go. Yes, you do. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just now I want to go watch <laughs> Blades of Glory again. Uh, so that's all I'm thinking about. Um, okay, well, thank you. Thank you for walking us through that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's also something that I maybe played back in the day, but as I've been playing it, it's usually like we're each controlling our own two characters, uh, just moving through the game. Um, it, anybody else, July, do you have any experience with this mode or Jeremy, or is it just is Adrian our lone rep here? I've tried it before in an, uh, many years ago, and it was so hard. Um, because I would do this thing where we would also, you know, try to say the same thing at the same time. Uh, we, could, we couldn't get, in, we couldn't do that. We couldn't do a it. little uh, <laughs> Fred Armisen, Kristen Wiig stuff. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. added a whole another element of difficulty to it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's and um, I played, I played with my teacher at the time. Oh, cool. English. Oh, yeah, and that was yeah. me. I was kind of his English. Teacher. I knew it. I knew <laughs> it. So, Jeremy, that's your experience as well. I've, I didn't know this was a mode <laughs> uh, until this epi- until we started talking. That's no, yeah, no experience with that. It seems really difficult for a game that's already so difficult, and mm-hmm. I can only imagine the because 
unlike other Mario Kart games, even the one before this one, these tracks get really narrow at times. And so needing to hit the the um whatever that what turns drift uh, mm. at the same time uh because there, there's there's certain parts like in the donkey kong stage where it's just like it's you have I know exactly to be, what you're talking about there's that there's where it's the 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 i guess the track has kind of been destroyed part of mm -hmm. it has and you're having to hug the left wall to get around that would be really that's hard to do with just mm -hmm. yourself let alone yeah. two people yeah man you really have that, to trust your partner yeah yeah Oh man, I got all these trust issues. This is gonna be hard for me to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I got a question. Game... Sorry. Oh, yeah, please, by all means. Did anybody ever get a chance to do the LAN mode with it, where you hook a bunch of GameCubes up? I never got no. a chance to do that. I didn't know that many people with GameCubes, unfortunately. Oh man, there's it allows for sixteen players mm -hmm. to complete simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Now, would you need? I wonder if you'd need like cables to connect them all, or. Yeah. You need You'd the, to, the right? land cables, but once you connect them all, you can do it. Man, gosh, with the Nintendo GameCube broadband adapter, one of the many like uh, ports on the bottom of that thing that when I got it, I was like, what could you ever use any of these for? <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess you could have like 16 people playing that. Uh, a, I think of an incredibly important feature about this game is that there's a, finally like a, a nice healthy roster to choose from. Yeah. Up until this point maximum you had eight characters you could choose from in each game this one i mean they had to expand it because it was double dash so i think they were kind of forced to expand the roster because if you have a a full like a, a like eight people in a, in a race or eight i guess competitors mm -hmm. that's 16 characters so they needed a lot but there are 20 in this one um each of them with their own special item too another thing that i like mm. don't know if it's in the rest of the series um, mm -mm. and man, it's just the, the, between the characters, the special items and the, um, just the, the modernization, I think of the tracks and the way that the characters look this game, I feel like just did so much. Uh, lastly, all I want to say to wrap this up is talk about how it was received at the time. Double Dash received positive reviews from critics and attained an aggregated score of 87 out of 100 on Metacritic, I really feel like that's low. Uh, that that feels low to me. Yeah. Um, reviewers praise the graphics, new gameplay features, character and item rosters, arcade aesthetic, whatever that means, and track design. But elements of the voice acting were po poorly received. So is that why it's an 87? Mm. <laughs> like, of all things to really take an I issue with. I think Hiam Daisy is pretty good voice acting. <laughs> yeah, pretty incredible. I think, you know, um, when, think when Mario said, I'm, you know... Mario, I'm I'm gonna win, or was that Wario? One of the two. I just I didn't feel, you know, yeah, the right. source that of that. You feel like sure. he's really gonna win. Yeah, the authenticity wasn't yeah. there. Uh, there. I think uh, from what I can see when here, when I heard Baby Luigi on the uh, <laughs> sort of say, "I got a poopy diaper," I didn't feel. Right. right. <laughs> I was wondering where that the was truth behind that. I didn't yeah. feel it in my diaper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's uh, Edge magazine. I think Edge is bringing up the low score there. For the, oh. for the yeah, so, so Edge is a Edge, Edge is a UK publication. It's notoriously um, the Brits. What would you call Adrian? You know about Edge, right? Like, what mm -hmm. would you what would you call like they're notoriously um, provocative? Notorious. Like they're, they they always try to like like they gave Doom 
the original Doom for PC, yeah. like an incredible, they escape review. They're contrarian, yeah. They're kind of little stinkers. So, uh, little often, wankers. Yeah, oftentimes Edge will bring down the aggregate score in the same way that like Pitchfork might bring down the meta on an album. Like, mm-hmm. you know what else it sounds like they're doing? They're bringing down the vibes. Yeah, yeah. I, yep, boy, I'd like to blue shell Edge. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and can we With talk the, about the blue shell? No, not yet. July. No, okay. July. We told you you gotta wait. Gotta wait. Um, uh, lastly, uh, it was commercially successful as well, with more than three point eight million copies sold in the U.S. and uh, more than uh, eight, about eight hundred thousand sold in Japan. It's the second best-selling GameCube game of all time. I mean, no surprise there. It's a Mario Kart title. Those are almost always in like the top five. Um, it's selling. It sold seven million copies worldwide behind Smash Bros. Melee, uh, and it was uh, of course re-released as a player's choice title in um, a few regions. That includes Australia and New Zealand. Um, I guess I'm just gonna go down a quick list to credit some of the people who worked on this game. Um, uh, it was uh, directed by three people: Yasuyuki Oyagi, Fatoshi Shirai, uh, Daiji Imai. Produced, of course, by Shijiro. Miyamoto, uh, Tadashi Sugiyama, Shinja Takahashi, and Takahashi Tezuka. Oh, Tezuka worked on this game, too. Well, he produced mm-hmm. it, so who knows. Um, designed by Shiyoshi Watanabe, programmed by Kenji Yamamoto, Art, the artist was Yunji Mori, and composed by Shinobu Tanaka and Kenta Nagata. I love the music in this one, too. Yeah, in fact, great. the like opening... Yeah. Uh, song that's like dun, 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 it's so chaotic it matches yeah. the energy of the game it's, it really it's does it's giving some like early 2000s ska vibes a oh a little bit <laughs> um, and I think lastly it was released uh, in November in Japan November 7th 2003 in uh, in North America in on November 17th so this came out two days after my 13th birthday I should have been gangbusters for this oh, thing but that's great here I was um all right, I feel like we've laid out enough groundwork and sort of gotten in, into a little, you know, taste of of what we all are going to bring to this episode and some stuff we want to talk about. Um, I'll, I'll start with this. Um, Adrian, for you, because there's a lot I'd love to go over today. When you think of this game, what is the first thing that comes to mind for you that you'd like to highlight? I think when I think about Double Dash... You mentioned earlier how it was the game that modernized Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. The thing I remember watching the previews for it was how much of a jump that it looked like from yeah. 64 or from any other Mario Kart before it. It was that, that you know how there, there was the jump from NES to Super Nintendo? Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that for Mario Kart with this game. Yeah. Where it was like everything across the board got up to a new standard and it's every game since has been following that standard to get to all the way up to eight like there's still dna of this game in eight mm-hmm. and it was just it's such a, a landmark title in the series for me that that's kind of what i think about is the effect that it still has to this day on mario kart as a whole mm-hmm. 